What quality do you most admire in a leader? I believe that where the most important ideal in our country is liberty, the most important virtue is humility. Now people can struggle quite a bit with this term humility, often those who have fallen under the illusion that the stronger quality is righteousness. Humility is an essential spiritual quality of being, but it often gets replaced with the attitude of my religion is better than yours, how spiritually buff I am, or how power is showing off strength. But Jesus, Buddha, and so many of the great spiritual teachers, they would have never wanted statues. What made them great spiritual masters is that the divine, those gods who were above humans, were now not as necessary. For the divine had entered, and in a sense become human. The divine could now suffer. The divine could now be humble. The divine could now experience itself and all of its humanity, which it does, be it through Jesus' baptism or Buddha's awakening under the Bodhi tree. Now, turn to politics and leadership. Would you rather have a righteous leader or a humble leader? The righteous leader is probably strong, speaks with great conviction, and always has a plan. He probably claims the humble leader is weak, bows, and gives too much respect to others. The humble leader is probably more compassionate than strong. She's willing to live in the question, and she works more from morals or principles than with a set goal in mind. George Washington was such a leader. This is not to say that he wasn't at times cocky, perhaps power-hungry, and even cynical. But at heart, he believed in a vision of freedom. George Washington had many great acts of humility, but there are two that are most important. Two of the most important moments in our country's history. The first was at the end of the Revolutionary War, when our heroes, the veterans of the war, had got to the point of having it up to here with the Congress. We talk about the Congress being broken today, and it's wise to remember that its air of dysfunction has been there from its infancy. The Congress would not pay the men what they'd been promised and what they deserved. So a letter started making its way through the officers of the army to make George Washington king. Then they would surely be paid. How easy it would be to have total power over a new nation, to make it in your own image, to be truly great. And leaders in the world, they had all done that kind of thing before. The king of England and the leaders of other countries looked at these so-called new nationers, and they knew it would just be a matter of time before there was a dictator or a king. These now former British subjects were in all reality just a bunch of ungrateful whiners who would repeat what all other nations had done, the giving in of an elite to a lust for power that would demand a surrender of other individuals' freedoms. I would argue that as great as the Declaration of Independence is and was, it wasn't America's first truly great moment, nor was it driving out the British. It was Washington saying no to ultimate power. To write a declaration is one thing. To truly follow it, that makes it great. And that makes the war worth it. Washington's no to power and yes to democracy was perhaps our greatest and most humble moment. He scolded his men, saying he had never been so upset. No, I will never be king, but I promise you, I will find a way to pay you and give you what you're owed. Washington would resign his generalship addressing Congress by saying, The great events on which my resignation depended, having at length taken place, I have now the honor of offering my sincere congratulations to Congress and of presenting myself before them to surrender into their hands the trust committed to me and to claim the indulgence of retiring from the service of my country. Humility is about seeing beyond our individual desires to our collective ones, our legacy, our future, the best for all. Washington would be chosen to be president, and he had humility in that, too. 
someone had to reject the title of His High Mightiness, the President. I wonder if any of our presidents would appreciate that title. The second great act of Washington was not serving a third term. Those European leaders, again, they didn't expect Washington to step down, and when he did, the country was a mess. He could have easily declared martial law and stayed, but he left. No huge speech, just a letter to Americans printed in a newspaper. America has many challenges, and Washington could have made them better, but he did not, and that made him great. Why? Because he knew Americans could do the same thing. It should be the highest ambition of every American to extend his views beyond himself, and to bear in mind that his conduct will not only affect himself, his country, and his immediate posterity, but that its influence may be coextensive with the world, and stamp political happiness or misery on ages yet unborn. And he also said, "It is of infinite moment that you should properly estimate immense value of your national union to your collective and individual happiness." That you should cherish a cordial, habitual, and immovable attachment to it, accustoming yourself to think and speak of it as of the palladium of your political safety and prosperity, watching for its preservation with jealous anxiety, discountenancing whatever may suggest even a suspicion that it can, in any event, be abandoned, and indignantly frowning upon the first dawning of every attempt to alienate any portion of our country from the rest, or to enfeeble the sacred ties which now link together the various parts. There is something about humility that lets us truly recognize and live for a power greater than ourselves. Self-righteousness gives us the illusion that we are the greatest power in our own lives. Sometimes in our own lives we have to ponder: Is it best to make this choice for my good, or for a greater good? Righteousness leads us to think we know it all. Humility helps us to be with all we don't know. Righteousness leads to knowing. Humility leads to wisdom. Righteousness leads to leadership through control. Humility leads to leadership through example and inspiration.